0: Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, we're exploring... uh OT occupational therapist terminology in the hopes of helping our listeners kind of better understand what's going on with, with the senses and sensory integration and, and, and all the stuff that we're, we're promoting on the show. We're talking about the vestibular sense. Yes. The vestibular system. What, what's the.
1: Yeah. So it's the vestibular system, vestibular sense you can use either. Okay. Um, for it, yeah. And so what is it? So it's basically your balance sense, and, but it does, it does a lot. Um, so what it is, is inside your inner ear,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are little hair cells in there, and children actually need to move in rapid ways, so they need to spin in circles. They need to, be able, they need to go upside down and move their head in all different directions so that the fluid inside the inner ear can move back and forth and stimulate those hair cells. And when that happens, that stimulates your vestibular sense. And that sense actually is key to all the other senses. So if children are not moving enough, let's say that children are constantly in an upright position and being restricted so that they're not getting that fluid moving back and forth, the fluid in the inner ear can thicken and Uh you'll start seeing children have ear infections. Um, They'll start not knowing where their body is in space. Um, but it does, um, it's a key ingredient to sensory integration, what we were just talking about in a different episode, um, that organization of the senses. So if children are constantly in a seat throughout the day, um, that vestibular sense can actually weaken. It's kind of like, you know, when you're, you're trying to get really buff and strong and you need to do weightlifting for that, Uh Uh, you know, lifting weights once a week is not going to make you really um, have huge muscles. (laughs) And it's the same thing with the vestibular sense. You have to like use that muscle. You have to use your, um, move the fluid back and forth in order for that vestibular system to not only maintain strength, but to, to become stronger, to support the, the senses. So
0: imagine, I don't know, we'll call her Jenny. Little, little Jenny is, is in her, her car seat and then that turns into the carrier and it's popped out into the child care center and then there's a little bit of cuddling time but then it's into the swing and then it's into the high chair and then she gets a little bit older and she's in one of those bouncy kind of go back and forth things so we don't use walkers anymore and then she gets a little bit older and she's being told to sit crisscross applesauce um th- are those all good choices for a little jennifer
1: No. So here's another fun fact. So babies are actually born with a fully functioning vestibular sense. Um, because if you think about it in the womb, they're often upside down and the mother is moving around. So that baby is moving around and the fluid is moving back and forth in the inner ear. So when they're born, it's not, it's not like vision where the, the, you know, when you're a baby is born, they see in black and white and it's, they have, it takes time for vision to develop, uh-huh. the vestibular sense, they've researched it and they found, they found that it's fully functioning, if they're full term, um, and it's a healthy birth. It's, However, so taking that information, now you take that same baby who has a very strong vestibular sense, or fully functioning, and you keep them upright like you just said, and you put them in the car seat over and over, then what happens is they aren't stimulating that sense anymore, they're, so they're not gonna be able to maintain the strength of that sense, and that's going to weaken, and the fluid, again, can thicken, and they can start getting ear infections. They start um, having trouble with all sorts of things, like auditory processing. Um, there's visual things going on. We can talk about this in other episodes, but it's all interconnected. It's all neuroscience, so, um, and it's another reason why adults can tolerate rides when they were younger, you'll hear about adults like that can no longer go on um, a roller coaster or a spinny ride because they're, we're not moving enough. And so a lot of us aren't rolling down the hills anymore. We're not spinning in circles and getting that robust vestibular input that we need to stay really strong. Um, And so Therapists will often advocate for adult population to keep moving, to do dance classes, to do swimming, um, so to prevent um, falls when, and hip fractures when they're older.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, however, you know, adults often have a choice if they want to move or not, but children, um, what we're finding is they don't always have a choice. So in the school environment, when we're saying sit still or stay in your seats, they don't always have enough opportunity to move. And so now we're starting to see effects of that in schools.
0: Yeah, they don't, they don't always have a choice, but they, they seem to be almost drawn to those kind of activities, don't they? Yeah, I, I, well, I love I love definitely. when you have a, a good rea- relationship with like a, I don't know, an eight month old. And you do that thing when you're holding them and then you flip them down and they come back up and they just giggle and they start doing the, the, the throwing themselves back because they want to do it over and over again. Those yes. kind of things. Um, and, and the spinning around, just holding them and spinning around in circles and, and all those kind of things. Um, I remember my granddaughter, when she was about four, we went to a you know, one of those carnivals that comes through town. And they had the little ride. I don't know what it was. It was like the teacup thing at, at Disney. And you just spin and spin and spin until you're about ready to puke. And it's just, just kid-sized. And she must have went on that 15, 20 times in a row. And the, the carny guy, I mean, he's got an eye patch and 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 he's just kind of, I mean, he's a carny guy and it was awesome. And he's just, the kids just love this thing. And he's he's talking about how, how much they love to spin, but he loves to get adults on it to go with them because then the mom and dads turn out turn out dizzy. But I I, I wouldn't be able to do that now. I think I'd, I'd probably lose my lunch. But so we need to create those environments in our home settings and early learning settings where all that movement is encouraged. Um, and you, you talk about how this impacts other things. If we want a child to head into school at age five or six ready to read and write, do they need to do more spinning and flipping and twisting than they're probably doing now in the early learning settings or less?
1: They need to do they – have, they have to have ample opportunity to move. In ample order opportunity to, to move. That.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, my experience is a lot of them, a lot of them just aren't getting it, which is maybe kind of the reason we're doing this podcast. Yes. Um, any more on this one before we go on to the next topic?
1: Well, I think we could dive deeper on this one. So okay. let's, but let's I've,
0: I've got a question about swings. So let's come right. back and we'll keep talking about the vestibular sense okay. in the next episode, people. And I, we're going to go into my hard hitting questions about swings. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com.
0: Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh.